Now your mic's hot, I think. Can you test your mic there for, for me? Sure. Buddy? Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. I'm your host. We've got uh, EK seems to be indisposed, doing dad duty. And so it's just me and Hill Hippie, the other opposite sides of the studio. Me and, and the boards, and you just need that eye contact it during a show. It comes in handy. Instead of talking to somebody who's at my back, I don't know what you're doing yeah, back there. Making faces the whole time, trust me. Oh, you do that when I'm looking you in the face. So that's, that, true. That, that's no difference. That's I just true. don't know what you're doing back here. Creeps me out, man. <laughs> so welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. Um, greetings. And uh, we usually start with our weekend. How was your weekend, Hill Hippie? Our weekend was fun, man. You know, it's been a minute since I've been on. Uh, you know, did the Christmas thing, went down and saw my folks, did the uh, New Year's thing, had my daughter in for a week. Always a blast. Oh, yeah. Always a blast. And uh, the most interesting thing, just this weird weather we've been having, first week in January, I took my happy ass into the woods, did some mushroom hunting. Awesome. Did you find any? I did. Nice. Not much. Just a handful, but still, I've never found oyster mushrooms in January. Typically, they're all they're all gone by then. It's been kind of warm. Yeah, yeah. It's been crazy warm. So, it's nutty, man. Nutty, nutty, nutty. So, was it nuts or mushrooms? They were nutty tasting mushrooms. I guess that counts. Anything else this weekend other than mushroom hunting? This weekend, oh, well, uh, Ek and I did do uh, the drag show on Friday. Oh right, right. That was a lot of fun. As uh, not only did uh, Ek do sound, but we started putting video up on the the TVs there in the brewery. Nice. And uh, he had the one static webcam up on this, uh, basically a microphone stand, right? Right. <laughs> and for one section where the uh, performers were at. He would turn it to the right if they were coming in from the the entrance way, coming back uh, from the back room, and then if they come around the bar, we had uh, with the software he was using, we synced my cell phone up to the software. Nice. And so I would got take two cameras. Yes, nice. and I would I would take over and uh, with the video. Nice. Yeah, he was sitting there playing with video filters. I'm zooming in, zooming out as much as I can because that place was elbow to asshole. Right. And I was stuck behind the bar. I so I'm stretching up as far as I can, trying to see what the hell I'm doing. Hold, trying to hold it steady, using the fingers to expand and contract the screen to zoom in and zoom out. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I told challenging him, to say the least. Right? Yeah, I told EK is like the next time we do this, I want two things: a camera. I want the gimbal, right, and possibly a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I carry around a folded chair with you everywhere you go. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's my seat. You can't have it. Well, cool. Cool. Drag show. Spencer Devins, right? Yep. Friday nights, and yeah, EK's there pretty much. He's there every like Friday. every Friday, yeah. The uh, drag shows are the first Fridays of the month. Nice. All right, well, uh, I didn't really do much this weekend. I'm just, you know, still playing, like, Civilization Three a bunch, and so... You Very did, interesting, right? You didn't get hooked to the uh, the epic rap battles of history. No, I didn't. Damn. Yeah. Sorry. Um, what else did I do this weekend? Oh, I had to send a text message to uh, the old band hands. I had to say, "Ha ha, no glow, Golden Globe for you." <laughs> uh, but I, I I did notice. I don't really care about the Golden Globes, but I do want to mention this because it's. I thought it was a really good film. Uh, but both Bohemian Rhapsody won two Golden Globes, despite the errors. But I mean, you know, you know, good for them, right? Um, and at least one award was deserved. So well done, Rami Malek. Malek. I'm sorry for butchering it, but I mean, <laughs> you, but you you tore apart that role of Freddie Mercury. Right on. Talk about a tough person to portray on film, you know? Yeah. So well done on that. Well done. Well done, sir. Well done. Absolutely. So you say you got a bit of a thing. We can come back to this if we need to, but we can skip this horrible bit that I did. And we'll go right into our sponsor, Danny's Pizza and Subs. Danny'sPizzaAndSubs.com uh, is a sponsor here at FXPG Public Radio and of Shock Monkey Radio. Uh, they're located here in Fredericksburg in the Lees Hill Center at 10657 Spotsylvania Avenue. Uh, their hours of operation are Monday through Thursday, 11 to 9 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10 p.m., and on Sundays, 12 to 8 p.m. 
Uh, they have a limited delivery area. They've told me that they've had a lot of a lot of people that are in Fredericksburg that aren't that are trying to place delivery orders that are outside of the delivery area. So you know we're down here at the south side of Fredericksburg. It's a five mile radius, but uh, so if you're not but if you're not in the delivery radius, you can always place an order and come pick it up yourself. It's worth it's, it. It's worth the trip. Yeah, it's worth it. So Danny'sPizzaAndSubs.com. You can call them at eight nine eight five zero zero eight. Uh, it's always buy one, get one free pizzas, and they're the bomb, right? Oh, yeah. I had a chicken cordon bleu sandwich last week. Oh, nice. That is so good. Try that if you haven't. I mean, just, just Madman recommends, try the cordon bleu. Try the cordon bleu. Try the steak and cheese. Uh, <laughs> they're good. I, I still think of the meat treat we had for the the uh, the Christmas party. Yeah, you'll have dreams about that kind of stuff. I, I couldn't stop putting Danny's meat in my mouth. Where is it? Phrasing! There we go. I found it. <laughs> I was waiting because I set you up right for it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not using this thing a whole lot, so. Phrasing! Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the wrong one. My fat fingers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. DannySpeedsAndSubs.com. Check them out. Thanks for sponsoring us. Uh, so I got a section here for Hill Hippies Garden. All right. What you got going on today? Uh, I'm calling this one Retirement or World Domination. Okay. And it all starts, and I'm probably going to butcher this because I'm. It's been a while since Latin class. I'll give it a shot. Omphicordyceps sinensis. All right, what does that mean? It is a species of parasitic mushroom or fungi, specifically. Are these things like the ones that grow out of insects and stuff like that? What of the cordyceps are ones that are parasitic on insects. The uh, omphicordyceps. Uh, Omphicordyceps sinensis specifically is known worldwide as the zombie fungus. All right, what'd you say the title of this was? Retirement or World Domination. Okay, I wait for this to come full circle. <laughs> hey, do you remember a game on the uh, PlayStation 3 come out in uh, what 2013? The Are you going to stay on one topic? 2013, okay, what? Called uh, The Last of Us? No. It was a zombie apocalypse game? No, I never played it. Based uh, the... Uh, the main pro uh, antagonist in this video game was the Omphicordyceps sinensis, just mutated to infect humans. That's kind of awesome. It is very awesome. <laughs> now, this uh, species of uh, fungi, when a foraging ant or caterpillar, depending on which uh, area of the world this is, it's in, eats a spore, it only has days left to live. The mycelia burrow through the body and into the organs. Then... As if possessed, it climbs about 10 inches up on the nearest plant and dies, allowing the mushroom to bloom from its body and yeah. raining spores down for the other insects to ingest and thus Vicious propagating its species. It's, it's so fucking cruel. But it takes over the fucking body of the... What yeah. it ta- I mean, literally, like it, their mind controls it. Yeah, mind control. That's why they call it the zombie, uh, the zombie fungus. That's why the... Uh, it's so weird. They made a video game off of it, the, yeah. the Last of Us, because it's got that ability. Interestingly enough, it actually has a lot of properties being looked into uh, by uh, researchers because of its long-standing uh, place in Chinese medicine. Really? Yeah, the Chinese have long used it to uh, tonify the lungs, whatever the fuck that means. Okay. Uh, replenish the kidneys. Arrest bleeding, dissolve phlegm, treat chronic coughing, treat spontaneous sweating, and restore strength after illness. It also gooses the libido, giving it the, the monkeyer Himalayan Viagra. Okay. Monkeyer? The monkeyer. Monkeyer? Moniker? Moniker? Is that it? Spell it, it for me. M O N K I E R. Moniker. Okay. It looks like monkeyer. I know. It's confusing because we're on the Shock Monkey radio show. Yeah, I'm thinking monkeys, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's me. I know that. It's funny because I learned how to spell moniker by saying it's monkeyer. You know? (laughs) You got it. That's how I learned how to spell it. Now now it's going to stick with me just because of this conversation right here. Now I can spell it correctly. We're learning. (laughs) It has long been considered by the Chinese to be an emperor's food. Uh, It also has a place in Chinese myth and legend. there was a deity slash hero figure known as the Yellow Emperor, who create as uh, according to their mythology, who was rumored to create math, the calendar, 
and clothing all before he died at the ripe old age of 113 in 2598 BC. He was also the author of a, a foundational text in Chinese medicine, and I ain't even going to try to pronounce that name. But, and he ended up like climbing a tree and a mushroom came out of him? Oh, we can only hope. That would be so cool. That would be so fucking <laughs> cool. But he held the this particular species of fungi in the highest fucking regard. So here's the thing. Can I start getting a whole bunch of ants or crickets or something and start growing these mushrooms and then trying to find a way to uh, make them mutate over to human beings, control the spore, that way they don't actually come out, collect them, just squirt them on people's foods and start creating an zo- uh, army of zombies? You, you probably It'd have to start over, with rats first. Yeah, I have to work my way into a lo- much larger mammal. So first I'd become the rat king before I'd become the zombie king. Is that what you're saying? Isn't the rat king good enough? No. Okay. I don't know. I think the rat, being the rat king would be kind of awesome. It would be awesome. But once you became the rat king, you would want more. We're never satisfied. That's what that's the nature of our physical being. All right, but, but at, yeah, at, you start with rats because their physiology is so similar to humans, and then you you can expand from there. Right, build then, on the process. Then, then go with, move to pigs because their uh, their physiology is very similar to us. Or more than likely, I'll just have to figure out a way to grow them and sell them because they are the priciest fungi mushroom. On the market today. But if you wanted to cultivate this mushroom in insects, would you want to get grasshoppers? Don't you think they'd be real hard to control? Uh, not so much grasshoppers. Beetles, either. maybe. Beetles, crickets, because I know. Not from, crickets. Crickets jump, man. Uh, dude, uh, you can get a box of crickets, a uh, thousand crickets for $20 shipped to your house every two weeks. People do that? People who... Uh, uh, frogs? Uh, uh, frogs, insect, uh, reptiles. All right. Yeah, my bearded dragon used to eat a thousand crickets every two weeks. Okay, that's why they're not pets. Yeah. Those things are not pets. The crickets are not pets. Yes, I agree. They're food. Well, no. But you can feed mice to snakes. Yeah. Mice are pets. Some people's pets. I mean, I knew little kids that'd find a beetle and they'd be like, this is my friend. (laughs) And then I would smash the beetle and then they'd be like, you killed my friend. And I was like, it's a beetle. You're an ass. Yeah, but it's just a beetle. But it was their friend. So, but it's okay to feed it to to a frog? Life feeds on life. And I'm the dick. Yeah. Not nature. Because Not you, nature being the dick. No, that's just the that's just the nature, quote unquote, of things. But you killing the child's friend? Yes, that makes you the it dick. It wasn't his friend. <laughs> it, it was, was his, a beetle. The he, beetle had no understanding of their relationship. It was a one-sided friendship. Oh, given that, but it was important to that child. He might not have had anybody in his life else in his life that he really cared about. Maybe his mom his dad drank too as much. His mom was off trying to whore around, trying to find him a new daddy because was his primary daddy didn't want nothing to do with him and drank too much. And that was the only friend he had. And you killed it. This didn't really happen. Okay. This is a fictional kid. <laughs> but what's we're, not... We're ready to get child, called Child Protective <laughs> Services is what we're ready to do. I know, right? Here's what's not fictional. How much this mushroom uh, produ- uh, is sold for on the market per pound. What's it sell per pound? One pound of high quality... $140,000 per pound. So reasonably, there's somebody out there cultivating this stuff off of... Insects. Off insect farm? Yeah. Ooh, skeeves. <laughs> oh, that's so skeevy. I would hate to... Uh. I would walk into that and just like, get my new job at the insect farm. It's like, what are we farming with this little fungi that grows out of the backs of mind-controlled insects? And you're like, what? <laughs> He's like, are you? Is this a training camp for like the Joker's lair or Doctor Doom or some shit? <laughs> so, and so it's it's wrong to do it to insects just to cultivate the mushrooms to sell on the market for one hundred forty thousand dollars a pound. But if you're going to do it and put it, start producing this mushroom to transfer it into rats, so you can become the rat king, that's okay. And how many insects do you need to get a pound? These things are. I've been actually I found out about this like a day or two ago, so I've been doing some research. You know me, and the mushrooms are rather small, so it's going to take a lot. Yeah, they are small. It's going to take a lot of them 
So I'm thinking you're probably killing a couple thousand insects just to get your pound, if not more. And all of them have a friend who's a little boy. <laughs> not if I get them from uh, not if I get them from the store in a box. <laughs> 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 that little boy had to put them in the box you, and send them to me. You, you buy them and you're like, I want, just want to make sure that nobody's made friends with these things, right? Right. But say that kind of thing where you buy that kind of thing. I don't know where any of this stuff happens, but say that. See how they look at you. <laughs> so no little boys made friends with any of these beetles? It's uh, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Put in your order form on the internet. Okay, I need this many of this insect shipped this often. And make I, sure they don't have any friends. In my comment section, uh, do anything you want to say to, uh, concerning your order? Yes, please make sure none of the insects being shipped to me have been uh, befriended by little boys or little girls. I don't care if they befriend little girls. Because that would be an oddity. <laughs> that would be an oddity if a girl says, this is my friend, the beetle. is like, are you serious? Well, that makes it even worse. I don't know. Because if it's very odd that a little girl would make friends with a beetle. So to take that, that rare of a friendship away, that would be even worse, man. So it's more important that they're not friends with the little girls. Because <laughs> little boys make friends with beetles until they find magnifying glasses. Then they start frying them because they feel like gods. You have any more of your little bit on the fungi? <laughs> yeah, the low the low quality. Even if we if we did this, because let's face it, neither one of us got the finances to open our ghost bed and breakfast. No, I don't think I could justify. Oh, oh the ghost bed and breakfast. Yeah, neither yeah. one of us have. Not the, yet. Not yeah, yet. but at low quality, still forty three thousand, uh, forty five thousand three hundred dollars a pound. How do you impregnate the spores on these insects? You yeah. just sprinkle them on their food. So they have to ingest it? Yeah. Oh. Or you put it in their water. Seems pretty easy. It's really easy. And to give a comparison, the most highly prized uh, edible fungi on the planet, the white truffle. Right, right. Sells for between two to $4,000 a pound. Can you grow that on the backs of the insects? No. How do you grow that? Those grow underground. So you go to like SpaceX and ask, like, can I have a tunnel, side tunnel? Or are you talking like under the dirt? Under the dirt. I see. Yeah, that's right. I'm trying to. I'm remembering truffles now. Yeah, uh, interesting way to do it is if because I've thought about this. Believe it or not, is to use the same kind of concept they use in ant farms combined with the, what they do with beehives. Okay. So you, you have hurt these, my brain here. You have those removable sections like you do in a beehive, right? Right. Right. But glass, so you can see where the truffles are in these sections. But with tiny, it's, it's still dirt though, right? But, right? but you know, you've got sections of glass on each side, so you can see where Thin the enough. truffles. Okay, I got you. Where the truffles can uh, are growing, and with micro pores through the glass, that way you can reach for the mycelium can reach from one section to another. That's the shit that drops through my brain, dude. <laughs> truffles. I'm a fucking mad genius. See, too, I would, too I would, bad I'm lazy. <laughs> I would rather do that than harvest. Little tiny spores off of millions of insects. Well, no, you you harvest the mushrooms off the uh, insects. The carcass? Off the carcass yeah. of the insect? And then you throw the insect uh, car, uh, corpses into your compost pile. And you say you could you have been somebody's friend, but now this is what's happened to you. You could have been somebody's friend and said, you're my future. Uh, you're making me money. That way I can get my future boat. And Madman can open his ghost blowjob bed and breakfast. <laughs> but man, at one hundred and forty-three thousand, one hundred and forty thousand dollars a pound. If you had one, it's fruiting, worth considering one fruiting in a year, dude. I'd it's be worth fucking considering. happy. Yeah, <laughs> it's worth considering. But ooh, skeevy, <laughs> skeevy. Yeah, I just ordered three hundred thousand dung beetles. What kind of insect? See, I don't even. You got me thinking about this stuff too much, man. <laughs> I don't even like mushrooms. You know, I certainly don't like zombie mushrooms. Or is it, it's like now, now that I got this business and I'm raking in all this money of selling this mushroom, this fungus to people that's worth millions per pound. Now I start my plan and harvesting just a little sample, and I take it to my laboratory and I try to get it to work in rats. Yes. And once I get it to work in rats, then I'll try dogs. Yes. And I'll be king of the rats, and then I'll be king of the dogs, and finally the chimpanzees. And once I've mastered the chimpanzee. Next is the humans, and then the world. <laughs> the problem is, you put it in the apes; they might take over. Planet of the Apes. I don't want to be that guy. 
I don't know. I kind of like to see that happen. <laughs> you would be the chimp's pet, wouldn't you? I, yeah, because I'd want to <laughs> see what would happen, you know? I just like, totally. I just want to see the humans try to resist you because that would be hilarious. I would love to see that. Right. Like, even when they like when they first broke out and stuff like that, and you're, you have people like fighting, ch- like fist fighting oh, chimps. Oh, hand in to the, hand. Yeah. People would streets. get pwned. That's what I didn't like about this movie. Is it should have been more of that. More yeah. like got average Joe on the street has to all of a sudden fight an orangutan. <laughs> you know, or all of a sudden has to fight a bonobo. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Blow fucking uh, uh, stock trader. Oh, oh, shit, here comes a chimp. Exactly. <laughs> Stupid human. Average stock trader versus chimp. <laughs> Round one. Fight. Fight. <laughs> And that's what I'd Chimpanzee love to see. wins flawless victory. That's when you want a nicely charged phone in that gimbal thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm putting this on YouTube. I don't care if anyone's like, I got four views, man. That's That means there's more people out there. That means there's four people left alive. <laughs> <laughs> At least. Oh, man. They got any more, though, on, those, on these crazy-ass mushrooms? Nah, that's it. It's, it. Has it come full circle for you now? Yeah, I kind of get it. <laughs> Jeez. Man, what a winding path. You know, video games and stuff like that. Taking over the world. Supervillain plans. Hey, uh, I probably have time for this. All right. Um, hey, I just wish there was one episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood uh, where he had to visit Mr. McFeely in the hospital. You know, and so like he comes in and visits Mr. McFeely. Hey, Mr. McFeely, I brought you some soup and a get well card. You know, because that's how he rolls. Right. You know, so tell me what happened. He goes, well, you know that guy who moved in a few houses down from you? Oh, sure. Well, turns out he served in Nam. So yesterday I just bust into his house, speedy delivery. You know how I do. Yeah. He was like, of course, of course. Well, he pulled out a gun and shot me. <laughs> well, Mr. McFeely, that's called PTSD. Well, actually, it tur- it's like, oh, my word. Is there are any ch- charges going to be filed? Like, well, actually, <laughs> Mrs. turns out, Mr. Rogers, he was well within his rights to shoot me. And this is, this is what I, I always wondered about, like, uh, like uh, what Larry Fishburne on Pee Wee's uh, playhouse mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. McFeely on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood is like no male. I have never had a male person who has been that involved in my life. Right. It's like, are you fucking reading my mail, Mr. McFeely? And what's up with, with the pedo name? That sounds more like more like a nickname that the kids give you, Mr. McFeely. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. And you're just busting into Fred Rogers' house, and you got any more kids for me to put in the basement? <laughs> I can lure them in with the puppets, take them to "quote unquote" land of make believe. Yes. Nothing that happens down here in the basement really ever happens. Never. It's all make believe. It's all make believe. Make, make sure you drink this juice. <laughs> it does not taste funny. It's just right out of the bottle. Right out of the bottle. Ooh, that just made Mr. Rogers really, really scary. As if he wasn't already. Well, because, I mean, you just, you just bust in the dude's house? Yeah. Speedy delivery is like, it's, put it in the mailbox. Yeah. What's wrong with you, weird old man? I'm in here playing with my puppets. Mr. McFeely's speedy delivery. Oh. Well, if you... That's what I mean. It sounds like a porn, yeah. it sounds like a porn movie. It sounds like a porn movie. <laughs> <laughs> one where a guy's got a problem with premature ejaculation. For some reason, I think there's probably one out there. Someone who made a porn spoof of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, God. Listeners, if you find that no, or know don't. about it, email me because I got to know. Give them your email address. I'm not giving mine. Hillhippie at fxbgpr.com. H-I-L-L-H-I-P-P-I-E. Because inquiring minds want to know what Mr. McFeely's been doing. That's what I mean. It's like that name. It's like that. There's no Scottish McFeely's. No. Yeah, for the the Glasgow mm-hmm. McFeelys? No. Maybe, no, maybe, no. no. <laughs> that's, a, that's a name that the kids make up. That's Mr. McFeely. Don't go near him. He doesn't even look Scottish or even, uh, well, Irish, you know? No, nah, he really doesn't have a... Uh... What's going on with Mr. McFeely? Why does he have that name and why is he so damn friendly with Mr. Rogers? And that's that's Mr. the whole point of this Mr. little... Mr. Rogers thing. is friends with all the kids in the neighborhood. Well, I mean, Mr. McFeely comes in there and he just busts in and it's just like, 
What must he see? You know, if it's truly a show, is it? It's just like I'm a mailman. I found out there's he's doing a show in this house, mm-hmm. and I want to get in on it. That's one thing. But if it's not, and he just busts in there, it's like, hey, I bring you your letters, just trying to bring you back to reality, Fred. Right. You know, and so it's like, it's like, what are you talking about? It's like you've been sitting here talking to that wall for ten minutes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm worried about you, buddy. Yeah, I don't know, like. I don't know. I just I would like to re refilm, like go back in time. If I went back in time with Ryan Ryan Reynolds, what we would do is we would photobomb an episode of of Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, and Ryan Reynolds just because fuck, why not? Fourth. It's fucking Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he's talking the four off the wall because I want him dressed as Deadpool and do it. Uh, That'd be so awesome. It would be. Yeah, just, I just Mandela affected a, <laughs> a, a Deadpool cameo in a. Uh, Go check YouTube. Look, go look for Deadpool. <laughs> Whatever. There's probably one out there. Probably. If there's no one YouTube. If there's videos about Nightwing's ass, I'm pretty sure there's a video about Deadpool photobombing in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Uh, I'm not the only one who made a video about Night- Nightwing's ass. Go look me look for me on YouTube. Madman lowercase. Look for that. <laughs> there's more videos. On- yeah. Hey, were you the first? I'm an un- no. 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 I'm an unpopular Nightwing's ass video. Really. <laughs> Which are all pretty popular, apparently. Jesus. Indeed. Indeed. Fucking Mr. McFeely just busted into people's houses. You can't do that with everyone. Just the crazy guy who's talking on the wall for 10 minutes, you know? Busting in the door and giving that speedy delivery. Mr. McFeely and his speedy delivery. Just a, just a ten minutes right around the right around the dumpster here. <laughs> Mr. McFeely, I don't want to. I feel funny. Oh God. See, there's something come up on. about Mr. McFeely. Come on, come ride my trolley. Oh, see, there's something up about those two. <laughs> They're uh, you know, like in a was it Zed and a Maynard or whatever in a pulp fiction. Oh yeah. Nobody kills anybody in my place of business except me and Zed. You know, they got a gimp down there. I guarantee it in the basement, Fred Rogers basement, they got a gimp guy in a gimp suit down there in a box. That's a good possibility. Very good possibility. <laughs> Something weird going on with Mr. McField. My childhood's been ruined. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I was set out to do. Uh, speaking of ruining your childhood, um, I was thinking about breathing new life into the Saved by the Bell franchise. Did, uh, why? Well, I was just thinking you could, it, could do, it could be a really good show again. Um, all you just got to do is make it a little more gritty. I guess I was watching the, the Riverdale, the Archie thing. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they, they kind of made it gritty, and I dig that. You know, Plus, I'm an Archie fan. Fair enough. Like resident, resident Archie expert of Lost in the Long Box. Airs on Wednesdays now from 6.30 to 7.30. Righteous? By the way. Huh? Said righteous? Righteous. So I was thinking I could uh, breathe life back in the, the franchise because uh, it's, you know, like Zach Morris has grown up. He's in his 30s, right? And he's... Okay, so it, it's not so much a uh, reboot. As it is like... Like... What a, happens next? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Like the... Roseanne show the new one yeah, that came back exactly so Zach Morris is in his 30s or something so he's using his powers to stop time to fight crime alright uh, uh, okay but maybe takes a little cheddar for himself you know I'm not doing this shit for free right well that's completely in line with his character wouldn't it be he is trash uh so but the problem is is uh and like the whole time he's doing this stuff stopping time and stopping crimes He's stopping time and stopping crimes, but the whole time he's justifying his behavior to himself while talking to the, through the fourth wall, like right. Deadpool style, you know? And so I was just like, um, but he's slowly becoming more and more insane, right? Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's sit there and stop time and just rant, you know, on just rant on deaf ears, you know? And even though that time is passing, it's like his mind is aging, even though his body isn't. Right. You know, so he's like a like a 70-year-old crazy person because of all the time he's spent didn't stop ranting time. and stop time mm-hmm. you know a timeout or whatever it was called yeah yeah you know he spent so much time there and like screech is worried and so he like informs on zach to uh detective slater right <laughs> and detective slater you know he has to call kelly to like try to reach reach kelly but the, it could be this whole thing where they're trying to reach him and it takes forever it takes you could hold like a whole season of Kelly and Detective Slater and Screech walking across the room to Zach, and it's just a tirade after tirade after tirade, and they just moving. They got one step closer, because <laughs> he's sitting there just like, hold on a second. And they're like Zach, and it, just, time out. 
Just the way he said my name. Fuck you, Detective Slater. Right. <laughs> I can make this show good. I know I could. And then he walks over, squeezes Kelly's boobs because it's Zach Morris. He'd do that. Either pull down her shirt or something like that. I've always wondered what these looked like. Ah, okay. What? I thought he married her. The, I have uh, no fucking clue. The, uh... I thought they were married once. I thought that was going to have to include that in uh, this little rant. I don't fucking know. They have a history. That's why he had to call Kelly, I think. But then, okay, let me revamp that. He goes, I, those used to be mine. I can do what I want with them. Just imagine Screech coming up to Detective Slater. Detective Slater. <laughs> what is it, Screech? Please don't call me that anymore. Call me Sam. <laughs> imagine that. But he's in his 30s, too. And so, like, yeah. he's trying to get everyone to stop calling him Screech, you know? It's like, it's Sam, damn it, AC. And I can see him. He had, Because he was picked on so much in high school, he'd done hit the gym hard. Yeah, he's like super ripped. He's like uh-huh. carrot top now. Yeah. You know, just buff. Just buff. <laughs> he's taking, and he's a bully. He's taking steroids. Yeah, and he's all roided out all the time. And yeah. bullies people. <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking about. Whoever owns the property for Saved by the Bell, I can make it awesome. I can make it awesome. Now, uh... I can see Lisa Tuttle having nothing to do with it. Uh, she'd be like, yep, I'm completely gone. I moved. Fuck you guys. She's still the hottest one of them all. Of course. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen pictures of the actress, but in in our version of the show, she uh, yes, she would be. I'll be honest. I got to look her up because I've been thinking about her the whole time, too. It's like, what am I going to do about the hot one? <laughs> I think she wouldn't want nothing to do with these fuckers, and they'd have to find some convoluted way to rope her in to try and help reach Zach. No, she's she's now a pop star. You think? I would think that. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Is like she? Uh, no, she's a backup backup dancer for Bruno Mars. <laughs> that's what she's doing right now. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Bruno Mars. Is Bruno banging her? No, of course not. Shame on Bruno. No, you don't. Now, what about the? Uh, you the... don't get the hot ones laid. You get the hot ones laid. You're going to alienate your male audience. Fair like enough. The, the second that Britney ran off to Vegas and got married, mm-hmm. her entire male audience boop did stop caring. Yep. Yeah, I ain't got a chance. I'm out. Yep. Her music sucked anyway. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happened. Oh, okay. What's the, the third one? The one with the curly hair who did the uh, the stripper movie that was god awful. Oh. um... Jesse Spano? That's it. Yeah. What, what was her real name? Elizabeth Berkeley? Yes, Hurley or something like Elizabeth that. Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley's the hot one that's actually an actor who can act, somebody who can act. Okay. Right? I have no idea. Married to Hugh Grant, and then he went like banged a prostitute, and I'm just like, dude, if I was married to, anyway. I barely know pop culture. I, well, I accidentally store things in my brain. See, I come up with ways of combining uh, ant farms and beehives to create, uh, find new ways to grow mushrooms and shit like that. So I get rid of pop culture. I understand. You got to make space in the memory warehouse. Yeah, I'm just crazy. Yeah, we're a little over 30 minutes. You ready to get into the news worth knowing? Always. Excellent. So uh, Paris's first all nude restaurant is closing due to lack of customers. Surprise, surprise. Well. A little over a year after it's opened, Paris's first nudist restaurant is set to close its doors in February due to lack of business. Au Naturel opened in November 2017. It, oh, wow. In the City of Lights 12... I have no idea what this word is. A testament to the rising popularity of naturalism in France. Okay. Unfortunately, it didn't prove as popular as expected, as the owners just announced the final date to dine coming up next month. Quote is, it is with great regret that we announce the distinctive closing, the definitive closing of Au Naturel Restaurant on Saturday, February 16th, 2019. 42-year-old owners Mike and Stephanie Seda Sada announced per the local. They got to be a freaky couple, huh? Oh, yeah. Because they wanted to open a nudist restaurant. And they're French and they're nudists? Yeah. Quote, thank you for having participated in this adventure by coming to dine at Au Naturel. We will only remember the good times meeting beautiful people and customers who were delighted to share exceptional moments. Exceptional moments. Unique, I could I would say unique moments. Yes. Is more is a better word than exceptional. See, the first thing that comes to my mind is what's the table height? 
Yeah, that matters. It does. In a nudist restaurant, it absolutely does. It's got to be a high table right. because your standard table is right around junk yeah, height. right around junk height. And, and nobody wants that. Yeah, you don't want somebody coming up to your table and just like laying there. Oh, my God. I yeah. Mean, that's not the whole point of this thing. That's why you're going under is because nobody wants to eat with junk in there around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the whole idea of putting your napkin in your lap is based upon that premise. Cover up your dick while we're eating. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to see your dick while we're eating. It's under the table. You can't see it, and it's wrapped in my pants. It's but sausages. You... We're having sausages. I do not want to see that. <laughs> oh, but it's kielbasa sausage. <sighs> kielbasa sausage and cabbage. No, sauerkraut. Mm. Sausage and sauerkraut. Sausage. It's like it's the last thing I want to look at is your junk while eating sausage and sauerkraut. And all the waitresses are uh, waiters and waitresses are Norwegian. What's funny is the the um, employees, for you know sanitation's sake, they have they remain clothed, which I think is a little kind of fucked up. They remain clothed because you you'd have like so many people want to work that job. Yeah, naked people all the time. I don't have to be naked. They're clothed because you okay. don't want pe- naked people around your food, man. Okay, yeah, I, I you get, don't want pubes in your sauerkraut, do you? I, I get that, I, but I thought the whole premise of this was everybody was naked, except maybe this, the kitchen staff. Your waitresses were naked, and if you could be naked if you want to be, but if France's laws allowed for that kind of business. I would really worry about France, and it's like. Uh, Sanitation. You're not issues. already worried about France. I am worried about France, but I mean they're kind of digging their own hole. But here's the thing: here's a new uh, the concept of a nudist restaurant where the uh, wait staff would be all natural. That's going to bring the dudes in. The guys are going to show up there. That restaurant would have worked. But just as a restaurant where you can come in and eat in the buff, and you have to see. You're possibly yourself an indie random Joe Blow an asshole, and that's the only naked flesh you're looking at. You're going to see some shit you don't want to see. And if you don't have something to look at to draw your eyes away from the train wrecks, then you're just not going to go back because it's going to be bad experience after bad experience. I just think it's – I'm reminded of that episode of uh, – what's it called? Uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. What's the password? Orgy. <laughs> you know, it's – where they go to an orgy and it's a big buffet and it's full of fucking ugly people. Yeah, you know, that's an that's realism. Yeah, for you. Yeah. All right. So a bunch of naked. Um, when I was in Key West, there was a clothing optional bar. All right, and the clothing it was a three storied bar. Right, and the uh, the first two stories were clothing required, but right. the third you had to go past a guy, you know, guy, and then you go into this bar. And it's clothing optional, where people would just take off their clothes. And you know what the people who took off their clothes were? You know who they were? The fuglies? The fucking ugly people. Yeah. So, I am not surprised, sir, that your restaurant is going under. Yeah. I mean, if a you... bunch of ugly people trying to get laid and say, look, I have no inhibitions. Who's, who's down for this? Right. Who's down for it? And they'll check. They'll check to see if you're looking. You're looking, aren't you? Yeah. It's like, I'm forced to because you got it hanging out. My entire T-shirt is based off that premise. <laughs> Two giant peas. Yep. I see you looking at my pee pee. I see you notice my big pee pee. Yeah, they eat like on fine French fare, and, and including foie gras. Foie, how do you foie gras? Foie gras. Yeah. That's where they like force feed ducks fat and stuff like that to get oh. their fatty liver, and that's a little bit immoral. A little bit. And escargot. That is delicious. Escargot is? Yes. Oh. You know what that is, right? Snails, right? Yes. Gastropods. They are fucking delicious. Didn't we do a story where a guy ate a slug and he like died? That's a slug, not a uh, not a snail. Or do they cook the escargot at least? Uh, yes. Otherwise, they have the uh, consistency of uh, raw oysters. That's disgusting. And they're no- nowhere near as tasty. Anyway, I'm not surprised your business is going under. Naked people e- if, eating around naked people. Again, if you if you had, and let's take let's put sanitation back into this. Let's have your wait staff be all natural, but wrapped in saran wrap to where 
they you can see what the goodies are, but it's not you're not going to get pubes in the salad. That might have worked, but all the waist staff is uh, clothed, and your clientele has the option of uh, it's clothing optional. So you're seeing the fuglies while you're trying to eat. No, no, nobody wants to see grandpas. Yeah, you got that uh, white fucking uh, nut hairs. Yeah, you got that uh, Hooters mentality from being an American. I guess is like, well, if I'm doing this, I'm doing it Hooters style, right? Wings and naked bitches. Yeah, I mean that's if you had uh, females naked in serving, topless, just topless, even topless, right? You would you that business would not have went under. I guarantee it. <laughs> Damn it! This this friggin' What is this called? A phone. Smartphone. It screwed up on me. I lost my place. Where were we? Uh, we did the uh, topless restaurant. Or not the topless, but the all-natural restaurant that closed in France. I think it was the very first uh, news worth knowing. Thank you. All right, I'm back in here. All right, he's back right. in the game, folks. All right, so uh, my note is zero cool. Zero cool. Yeah. Uh, suspect in a massive German data hack. I want to go through this one quickly. Uh, was He was a 20-year-old living with his parents. Surprise, surprise. Right? Uh, one of the largest data leaks in German history, which uh, private information about 900 politicians was published, uh, was perpetrated by a 20-year-old hacker and student living at his parents' house, authorities said. The young man wasn't identified in, li- uh, in line with their laws and has uh, had his part- apartment searched by investigators and has no prior convictions according to Frankfurt's prosecutor's office. <laughs> Officials said he appealed to regret his actions. Authorities said almost 1,000 people were affected by the data breach. In most cases, the information was made public to uh, limited to basic contact details, but in 60 cases, up to 60 cases, uh, more extensive personal data was published. It was posted via Twitter before Christmas and only came to people's attention on Thursday night. Uh, the information appeared to include data on members of all parties in Parliament, except for the far-right alternative for a German party. <laughs> all right. Oh, God. I guess we know where he his loyalties lied, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Well, uh, I just... Anyone who reads that story, you're like, if you're surprised... Why? No. Didn't you see hackers? Yeah. Didn't did Angelina Jolie take her tits out in that one? No. Damn it. She's still hot, man. She took her tits. What was it? Uh, Gia. Oh, have you yeah. seen Gia? Oh, mm-hmm. that's a good one to rub it one out to. Oh yeah. The, uh, the thing that the problem I have with the movie Hackers is no hacker in history is rollerbladed. I know. This is. It's so funny because they're they're like caricatures of what the hackers really were, right? And the hacking visuals that they would do on like the it's like it's so funny. It's like it's nothing like that. No, it's nothing like that. Oh yeah, and let's change the lights in real time as we're driving down the road. <laughs> yeah, good luck getting past the firewall in enough time. Right, right. Fuck sticks. Taping two phones together. <laughs> on a, I mean, come on, come on. I mean. The whole point of that movie was that anybody who was a hacker who went and saw it, you know, uh, if you saw it in the theater, the people you heard laughing, the hackers. Yeah. <laughs> it was like uh, War Games. You remember War Games? Oh, yeah. And um, it, I think at the beginning of the movie, there's this slow pan over his early 80s computer setup. And it's just like, it's mm-hmm. this, even then, that it was like tech porn. For right. nerds, right? And it's just yeah. like, oh, God, he's got a 900-board modem. Oh, 9,600-board modem. Oh. Uh, can he whistle it, though? <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Uh, so this sounds like fun. Kids cause 800 grand in damage at a Houston car dealership. What? Yeah, four juveniles turned a Houston uh, area CarMax parking lot into their own demolition derby Sunday night, causing 800 grand of damage. Holy fuck. Yeah. According to the Harris County Precinct 4 Constable's Office, the juveniles broke into CarMax dealership after it closed late Sunday night. Uh, They gained access to the dealership keys and broke into various vehicles and crashed them into over 20 cars, causing a multitude of damage. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? You broke in, you get any car in the lot, it just fuck shit up with it. What the fuck were these kids on? The juveniles then proceeded to make their own version of bumper cars. <laughs> Police were called to the scene 
and the four juveniles identifying Ole as male. Of course they're dudes. Of course they're dudes. They escaped on foot, but they were later captured after police set up a perimeter. All four juveniles were arrested and booked into Harry County's Harris County Juvenile Detention Center, charged with first-degree felony criminal mischief, said Constable Mark Herman in an updated post on Facebook Monday morning. First-degree felony criminal mischief. If that's all they get charged with, they're fucking lucky. And they're juveniles! Uh, you got a story to tell for life. $800,000 worth of damage. What the fuck? fuck were these kids thinking yeah let's they're probably gonna have to pay restitution for the rest yeah, of their lives yeah. but what a story uh yeah it's a it's a good story but whoa i, I feel like bath salts were involved here somehow i don't know i don't think you need drugs to make that sound fun uh, it sounds fun <laughs> but i think you need drugs to make it sound like it's a viable idea to actually do uh, yeah. we can do this and not get caught all right, so uh, fuck cats, fuck Wyoming, and fuck cats from Wyoming. <clears throat> uh, a plague infects... The hell with Wyoming! Yeah. E.K. just walked in the room, and he knew exactly. He's right on this bandwagon. He's right with me. He heard that from the other fucking room. What are you exactly. talking about? He came running in because he heard it. God, he, he just had to say, fuck Wyoming. Yeah, fuck Wyoming. A uh, plague infects third Wyoming cat in six months, health officials say. A cat in KC, Wyoming... <laughs> Isn't that where we found that spot, E.K.? The, the cat plague? Was that in Wyoming? Yes. No. Was... no, it wasn't Wyoming. It wasn't Wyoming? No. I think it was Wisconsin. Was it? No, this has been going on for a while. Six cats. I'm sorry. Maybe it was third... Wyoming. Yeah, third cat in six months with the plague. The Wyoming State Veterinary Laboratory in Laramie uh, recently confirmed the case in the cat. State Department of Health said in a statement last week, the feline, which is known to wander outdoors, According to the statement, is the third cat in Wyoming in the past six months to be infected with the plague. Like bubonic plague? Black plague, yes. Holy shit. Yeah. According to the health line, is a potentially uh, deadly bacterial infection that is caused by a strain of bacteria known as Yersinia pestis. Ha! Got it! I think. Email me, email me at madman at fxbgpr.com just to yell at me for pronouncing this bacteria incorrectly. Uh, this bacterium is found in animals throughout the world and usually transmitted through fleas. Plague. Though rare, the plague can affect animals and humans. Since 1978, six humans in Wyoming have been exposed to the disease, according to the State Department of Health, which proves my eternal theory that Wyoming sucks. You suck, Wyoming. They do have the plague. You got the plague, yo. <clears throat> All right, got That's 12. fucking crazy. I fuck Wyoming. That's what I'm saying. Just don't fuck in Wyoming. You'll I, get the plague. You just stay away from Wyoming, period. So, uh, I'm laughing my ass off. You're laughing your ass off? I'm laughing my ass off at this article. Okay. Swiping chicken tenders left in Ob Ob Alabama Highway is a crime, officials say. What? what okay. What? Okay. what? Exactly. It's confusing. It was clickbait. I had to click it. Yeah. Alabama cops are warning drivers against stopping for at least one kind of fast food. Officials in Cherokee County implored motorists in a Facebook post late Sunday not to eat chicken tenders that were spilled in an 18-wheeler wreck. <laughs> okay. I'm letting that sink in. I'm letting it sink in. Okay. Quote, you're creating a traffic hazard. It's a crime. <laughs> To impede the flow of traffic. people It's a crowd of people. <laughs> they're not even taking them home. They're just eating just them on the side of the fucking road at the accident site. <laughs> I, I would think that they're just gathering them up. I don't think they're eating them. Uh, would, they're probably frozen. Uh, one would think, but... <laughs> yeah, the chicken tenders spilled uh, during an 18-wheeler crash on Highway 35. No, uh, There's somebody out there bitching, oh, we need somebody to spill a truck full of uh, uh, honey, honey mustard. mustard. <laughs> We got the same taste of chicken fingers. Uh, yeah, Highway 35 near the state's border with Georgia. Uh, anyone who is caught will be facing charges, the agency said. Besides facing criminal charges, this, uh, the cases of chicken tenders may also pose a health hazard. Quote, these cases have been on the ground for over 24 hours and are unsafe to consume, they said, according to the EMA. Well, if you cook them long enough, they'll be fine. Yeah. They'll be fine. I know. 
I know that. You know that. Those people out there on the highway, Highway 35, they, they know, know that. that. But the media is trying to lie to you. They're not. It's not safe to eat them. They don't want you wandering in the streets to get your uh, tonight's dinner. Now, here's the thing. There's been this tractor trailer full of chicken tenders that's fallen, uh, wrecked. These chicken tenders are all over the sides of the highway for over 24 hours. What the fuck's taking so long to clean up the fucking chicken tenders? That's a good point. Uh, was it like... Ten of these trucks that all were carrying chicken uh, chicken tenders and they all crashed in the same spot? As if it's just one truck, man. All you need is two guys and a fucking uh yeah, you know. and a, yeah. a fork truck. Yeah, you know? a fork truck, yeah. And you have that shit done in three hours. What's taking so long? Right. Do you suppose there's some poor state trooper sitting there on the side of the road just chasing people? Hey, don't eat those. <laughs> chasing that. Some kids running off with a handful of chicken fingers running off. Hey, right. you should, really shouldn't eat those. Damn it. Uh, and every time somebody shows up to grab some, he has to stop what he's doing. And he's the one guy that's got to clean up all the chicken tenders. But he's got to radio back to headquarters. Like, there's people everywhere stealing these chicken tenders. People try can't get traffic through. You know, we can't, we're waiting for this truck to get here. It's like it's been over 24 hours. We're waiting for these uh, tow truck guys. Where's the tow truck coming from? Wyoming. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's these like, radio back in headquarters. Like there's people everywhere, and uh, we should probably update our Facebook page because <laughs> that's important. <laughs> well, I mean, are, do you like you update the Facebook page to tell people that there's free chicken fingers on Highway 35, or that's, what? Ba- that's basically what they did. Free chicken fingers. But at the same time, they said, well, it's against the law for them to do this. So let's make them think we're telling them not to do it and it's that they're unsafe to eat. People are going to know it's safe to eat. But that's what it means. The company can't recoup it anyway. Right. So you know what? If the people come take these chicken tenders off the highway, we don't have to do it. It's so fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's the five-day rule. Right. <laughs> Or somebody comes up to the truck and they see all these chicken fingers spilled out. It's like, how long ago did it crash? (laughs) (laughs) Are we still around three seconds or what? (laughs) Oh, actually, we got the five-day rule here. (laughs) They were frozen hard. You've got a minute. (laughs) It's Yeah, it's Alabama. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's probably kind of warm. Yeah. Yeah, you got to scoop them up quick. Those, those of you got the wreck right away is like the five second rule. Yeah, <laughs> stuff spilling out on the highway. They're like one, two, quick grab a three, four. Woo, we're safe. <laughs> Could you imagine that? The one guy's opening the truck, uh, opening his trunk, stuffing him boxes in as he's got his phone to his ear, calling nine one one. Yeah, a truck, a tractor trailer uh, 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 crashed. It spilled all over the highway. Move that suitcase over. I got to get another case in. Or this kid comes home from school and he's like, he comes running in the door. He's like, Mom, Mom, check it out. And she's like, What? And he just starts pulling chicken fingers out of his pockets. <laughs> I got dinner tonight, Mom. He's like, Where'd you get these? Some truck spilled over. <laughs> then she grabs him by the top of his ear, twisted. Those aren't yours, young man. You didn't pay for those. Hey, show me where you got them from. I'm taking you. Uh, take, we're taking those back right now. My boy ain't going to steal. They want you to take them. <laughs> It's taking 24 hours for them to clean up this mess. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let's crowdsource this one. Right. Hey, chicken fingers over on Highway 38. It might be the, it, it might be the first GoFundMe ad to ever work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll, see, now you understand why I was laughing my fucking ass off. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> okay, we got this last story. And, you know, I like to leave on a good note. Um... A uh, Minnesota boy is 11. He was hailed as a hero for saving a man twice his size from drowning in a pool. Uh, uh, this happened on Sunday. Forgive me, bro. I'm going to screw up your name. Advac Nandikoter. Woo! Nandikoter, 11, of Egan, Minnesota, was at his residence's uh, indoor pool when he saw a man at the bottom of it, Fox 9 reported. A uh, 34-year-old man from Chicago was visiting family at the building. Uh, he took swimming lessons nearly three years ago, and he was the only one nearby who knew how to swim. How many people hang around the pool that don't know how to swim? Apparently more than you'd think. Anyway, he jumped in and led the man who outweighed him by at least 100 pounds up to safety. Well, buoyancy. Right. Um, Mom told me to jump in. He, uh, I said, he's probably too heavy. 
but I jumped in anyway, he told Fox 9. <laughs> so it wasn't even his idea. Mom, His mom had yeah. it. His mom made it. Do him I do have it. to go in there and save his life? I don't want to. Oh, God, Mom. I don't want to. You always make me do stuff I don't want to do. After the man was pulled out of the pool, the boy's uncle performed CPR. Well, at least he had that skill. All right. Oh, wait. As they waited for police to arrive, the man was transported to hospital to a hospital and released a few hours later. Officers were impressed with the boy's hero- heroism. Quote, I've never seen a child spring into action to save an adult from drowning. Aaron, <laughs> oh man, Minnesota, what the hell's going on? Moctemis of the Egan Police Department told Fox 9. There's examples of people being rescued, but I've never heard of it in a case like this. Uh, but did he spring into action or was he goaded into action goaded by his into mother? Action. His mom <clears throat> told him to do it. Yeah. Because well, his mom's like, I don't know how to swim. I paid for those. I paid for those lessons. lessons. <laughs> You're gonna use them, boy. Uh, but time. This is what I put investment time, baby. All right. <laughs> I'm here to collect. Get in that water, mom. Give me my five minutes of fame. We might get on Allen. When I wrote that check, when I wrote that check, <laughs> that was exactly what I was pictured. I'm gonna get on. He's gonna save somebody's life, and we're gonna get on Allen. Yes. <laughs> that was only three years ago. So yeah. I was going to say, like, the Rosie O'Donnell show. show. It's like, he's only 11. Yeah. Fear 21. Maybe. Different story. Different story. You got chicken tenders in your pocket? That, no, I'm just happy to see him. <laughs> it's just hilarious. It reminds me of that Far Side uh, uh, comic book where the cat's sitting there, like, it was pressed against the glasses. There's two trucks collided out front it says you know assorted uh, rodents and owls like uh, yep. small flightless birds and this poor cat is like no mm-hmm. no get out i'm trapped no <laughs> why this is hell this is this is so horrible and i i get it i get it I, that's why that dude's successful is because everyone kind of gets that yeah you know Cat sitting around, nothing to do all day, and that's what you see out the front window. And you're like, no, yep. least, yeah, just be happy you don't have the plague. Be glad that this cat doesn't. He may have been living in Wyoming. It was the cartoon was unspecific. Right, may have been. Might have been a Wyoming <clears throat> cat, and that those rodents might have been all the carriers of the plague. That cat might have his frustration might have saved his life. That torture might have caused that kitty to save his nine lives. The la- his last kitty alive in Wyoming. <laughs> While the plague, and then some guys like Colt, he's putting like little mushrooms on the uh, on on the on the cats, the plague <laughs> cats, and now you got mind controlled zombie plague cats. Yes, roaming Wyoming. Yes, and the cat lord, hill hippie, the cat lord. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of costume would you make for that though? The king of the cats. That in this case, I think you would have to be like a zombie undead looking type cat thing. Costume, you take, or you just get something from the Broadway musical. I, I think you'd have to run uh, some extra props. Or I think something. you'd have to roll it in the dirt. <laughs> or would you get like a uh, cowardly lion from Wizard of Oz kind of Ooh. makeup set? Would that be kind of awesome? Ooh, that would King work. of the Cats. Yeah, that would work with the the cowardly lion. Sick him. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. That was a shtick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. That was his shtick. Uh, anyway, we've got about a minute minute left. Uh, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I am the Madman. You can check me out on YouTube. Search for the Madman lowercase. Um, There's two separate words. Um, and if you like our show, Shock Monkey Radio, um, please do us a favor. Like, introduce a friend to it because uh, we would like to grow because Otherland Dreams, that horrible, horrible show. Bullshit. That show is awesome. Uh, the Land Dreams is uh, the most popular, and that just doesn't sit well. It's unnatural and wrong, and it must be re- uh, remedied. Uh, the more you spew your toxic uh, toxicity out into the world, the more Other Land Dreams is needed, and the more the universe will respond and keep you from where you want to be. So if you want to listen to that bullshit, check out Other Land Dreams. What's that? What time is that, 10 to 11? Yes, sir. When all the kids have gone to bed and it's like all, nothing but bullshit on the airwaves? Uh, no, it's because... See, either that the, or an infomotion. The, kid, infomercial. the kids got to go to bed. That way you you need us to bring you that peace and tranquility and some science and some laughs. So so share Otherland Dreams with a friend. Share Shock Monkey Radio with a friend. Uh, I'm the Madman and I love you. Who are you? I'm the Hill Hippie wishing you all peace and love. Bye. Later. Oh, I forgot. I got to do the thingy.
Do the thingy. The thingy with the thingy. I gotta wait, do that. wait, don't do that thingy. No, it's this thingy. Oh, okay. The safe thingy. Yeah.